Voice America Business Channel. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the most nutritious hour of business talk all week. This is Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. Your host and moderator is Bonnie D. Graham. You'll hear from the innovators who have learned to use game-changing technologies to shake up the status quo and help move today's businesses in new directions. Now, here's Bonnie D. Graham. Hola, me llamo Bonnie de Graham, soy de Nueva New York, hablo un poco de español, encantado de conocerte como esta. I hope I said that right. Listen, information is still king, but you'll need a different mantra if you want to capture the ear and the wallets of the vast Latino market. According to Jeffrey Group President Mike Valdez-Fowley, and I quote, Culture is king, only now we're starting to see savvy marketers at major consumer brands that get it. The nuances surrounding countries of origin make for remarkably different points of view from, listen to this, Mexicans in Los Angeles, Puerto Ricans in New York, Cubans in Miami. Corporate America stands to benefit big time from acknowledging this difference. He notes that Latinos are heavier and savvier tech users than non-Hispanic Anglos. Those are fighting words, and we'll ask Mike about them in a little while. Mike says smart marketing experts are looking 15 years ahead to the coming surge in bicultural households. And here's another quote from the video on his Jeffrey Group website. He says, the only accurate statement one can make about the entire Hispanic population is that it is filled with strong and passionate cultural identities that drive buying behaviors. Now, let's talk about CRM industry analyst Jesus Hoyos. He says the word Latino is used loosely. I quote, we are a big soup. I love that word, Jesus. Many ingredients, many generations, many cultures. We are bicultural. We are assimilated. Some of us don't speak Spanish. Some of us only speak Spanish. As marketers and CRM professionals, we need to understand this to target the many segments in Latino culture. I have a quote from Ray LaShawn, who is a Paris-based senior director of industry marketing for retail at SAP. She asked the question, is multiculturalism the right message? Ray is British. She says, does that mean all Brits act in think the same way. Marketers need to aim for personalized interaction with customers as much as possible. And I also have a quote from Costanza Tedesco, the global VP of brand expertise, brands experience at SAP. And she says, in a few years, there will be no such thing as multicultural marketing. Wow, do I have a great panel for you today. So the big question is, is your company creating a great customer experience that endears your brand to this burgeoning and blossoming market? Stay with us for the next hour as we explore 
Multicultural Marketing. Are you ready to reach 50 million Latinos? I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome to Coffee Break with Game Changers. So thrilled to have you here, and we have got one heck of a show for you today. So let me do a quick overview of my guests. You're going to hear them say hello, and then we'll get started with the discussion of their opening quotes. Mike Valdez-Fowley is president of the Jeffrey Group, a marketing communications agency with five offices in four countries. Clients include Airbus, American Airlines, Clorox, Coca-Cola. Mike, you must have a very big sign on your door. And not only that, you've been quoted in the Miami Herald, Ad Week, PR Week, Minorities in Business, and PR Week called you one of the industry's 40 stars under 40. How do you do it, Mike? Just say a quick hello. <laughs> hey, Bonnie, thanks for having me. I should hire you to do my PR. <laughs> we'll talk off the air. We have a lot of things to talk about, and when I get to you in a minute after we hear the other guests, we have to talk about culture is king. Love that statement. And let me welcome also Jesus Hoyos, CRM industry analyst, advisor, speaker, influence, everybody so busy for the Latin American region. His company is JesusHoyos.com, LLC. And Jesus is also co-founder of Customers Forever, a company dedicated to promoting CRM in Latin America. And he co-founded the Social Media Club of Mexico City. Say hello, Jesus. How is my Spanish accent? Are you going to kill me for that? No, so far so good. Good evening from Mexico City. Thank you very much. Thank you for calling, and we appreciate it. Let's say hello. Boy, we have a, a really global call today, and we have Ray LaShawn uh, from SAP based in Paris. She's worked for 11 years in various roles, and she is renowned as one of the veterans of retail who know how to develop meaningful messages that resonate in her market. Welcome, Ray. How are you? Great, Connie. Thanks to be on the call. Wonderful. I love the British accent is going to be another counterpoint. We have a Brit in Paris. We've got everybody all over the world. And welcome to the show, a surprise guest, Costanza Tedesco. I am so excited you could join us. So just say hello and just give us a quickie on on your background. Give me 30 seconds. Uh, Hello, everybody. And I um, am at SAP and responsible for the global brand of SAP. So um, I'm a specialist in business-to-business marketing, although I do also have a consumer background, and that's my focus. Thank you, Costanza. Thrilled to have you on the show, as I said, and uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. We're delighted you could join us. So let's get into the quotes here. We have a lot to pack in the next seven minutes. I'm going to give you each a minute. Let's do a quickie reveal of what you said in my opening. Jeffrey Group President Mike Valdez-Valley, culture is king. Talk to me. It sounds like something that should be engraved on the side of a building or a monument, Mike. Talk to me. How are you? We're, we're working on the side of the monument right now. We'll let you know how that goes. Um, you know, culture is king, meaning that for too long, corporate America ignored uh, the enormous opportunities that, uh, that exist in the Hispanic market. And then once they finally awoke to the sleeping giant, it was more out of a necessity to check a diversity box and, and a lot of even the marketers that did pay attention uh, would translate a press release or a website and sort of do the bare minimum. What we're very encouraged to see these days is that cultural nuance and attention to what will resonate with different countries of origin has become the norm. And uh, that's the best way for corporate America to benefit as well as the most respectful way to engage Latino audiences nationwide. Thank you very much, Mike. Great overview. And let's turn to Jesus Hoyos. The word Latino is used loosely. Help me out with that. I've heard the word Spanglish. We're going to talk a little bit about that later in the show, Jesus. But Latino used loosely, what do you mean? Well, uh, you know, uh, I agree with what Jeffrey is saying, but I want to take it to another level. And I want to use my family as one example. You know, uh, you know, I'm from Puerto Rico. You know, I have my accent. 
my wife, I met her in Iowa State. She's from Puerto Rico. My two daughters uh, were, uh, you know, born and raised in Orlando, Florida. We live in Miami. I have one daughter that speaks four languages, another one that I think speaks some Spanish, you know, and we're, you know, assimilated, we're multicultural, uh, and, you know, we're everywhere. So, you know, uh, do I get, you know, promos in Spanish or English? Do they want to focus me as a Puerto Rican or, or Hispanic that lives in, in Miami? Or I'm just a Latino who travels to Latin America, you know? So at the very end, if you start to understand, you know, those segments, I think you're better off trying to go after that, those particular, you know, uh, uh, you know, tribes of Hispanics or Latinos. And, you know, in, in Latino, you know, uh, like I said, the word is loosely because, I mean, are we like a checkbox in an in a, in a application form? Or mm-hmm. what goes beyond, you know, understanding who we are, you know, in, in terms of, you know, what we do and how we live, you know, our, in case of our American life or our Latin American life, you know. Thank you, Jesus. Good overview. I appreciate that. We have a lot to talk to you about coming up in the roundtable. Ray from Paris, British accent, multiculturalism. Is it the right message? What do you think, Ray? Is, are people focusing on the bigger group instead of the person? Talk to me. I, I think the, the bigger group, um, that, that a Latino or a British, I, I break that down. And when I think of marketing, Sure, I'm British, but I'm classic. I live in France. So actually, I I relate much more to women, say, of the same age as me, the same background. I don't have children, so I don't relate to adverts about diapers, about nappies. I don't have pets. So my, my, my lifestyle is much more important to how you market to me and that lifestyle is independent almost of the cultural background that you come from. You become assimilated into a culture. I'm assimilated into French culture. So I think me as a person, that holistically, that marketeers, marketeers need to talk to me because of what I am, not because I'm British or Latino. Thank you, Ray. Good perspective, and we will bring that into the mix when we go to roundtable. And Costanza, you're new to the panel. We're talking in broad brush terms, or are we talking in very narrow terms, person to person, as Ray mentioned? What's your position on this? Well, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I, I I totally uh, agree with Ray that we're speaking to uh, we're speaking to people, and you know at SAP we think about how are we going to market to the global business decision maker, and who is that person? And what we find looking across borders, because SAP operates in 140 countries, looking across borders, that those uh, targets have a lot more in common than they do have differences. How they operate in the workplace, what they're looking for, um, what, what is meaningful to them, uh, those are the basis of a global profile. However, um, you know, as uh, as Jesus was was mentioning, people have all sorts of backgrounds, and it's not that you ignore them; it's the fact that they then become all the more important. So, this notion of cultural nuance is not a segment, a subsegment of marketing. It needs to be reflected in everything that a global company does. Everything needs to be multicultural. And I think my provocative quote was that multicultural doesn't ex- uh, doesn't really exist. That's because everything we do should reflect a global um, persona. 
Very interesting. Thank you, Stanza. And, and again, we're happy to have you on the show. I have uh, two minutes left to this segment, and we're, we're, everybody is so efficient in their comments. This is a wonderful thing. Mike, I want to go back to you and tell me a little bit about your time with the Jeffrey Group, because this whole topic, we have to do a, a shout-out to Tatiana Johnson, who works with you. Uh, <laughs> she's a listener of SAP Radio. She contacted me about three months ago and said, Bonnie, have I got a great topic for SAP Radio. I want to bring on people to talk about multicultural marketing and the deep customer experience. So, Tatiana, thank you. And there's your shout-out. And I know Lauren is listening from your uh, Jeffrey Group, Mike. So, Mike, are you just Latino marketing, or, or do you approach other multicultural segments? Is there such a thing? Give me a little more overview about what you do. Sure. So there is such a thing. I think companies today are grouping together and under the multicultural umbrella a uh, diverse audience such as LGBT, African-American, Asian-American, and Hispanic. And although we dabble in some of that where appropriate for clients that have trusted us for many years, we definitely position ourselves as Hispanic experts, both north and south of the border. So our offices are in Latin America as well as key markets in the U.S. focusing on Latino audiences and that's something that we've thrived doing for the last 19 years. And rather than be all things to all people, we'd rather focus on that niche but be the best within it. Very interesting. Uh, question for you. Do you have to be Latino? Is your whole team Latino in order to do this marketing? Quick yes or no, and then we're going to go to break. No, but most of them are anyway. Okay, very interesting. Well, I'm going to tell our listeners I want you to stay with us for the next hour. We've got lots more coming on the topic of multicultural, multi-everything marketing. How do you find the way to get to the person? Is it the group? Is it the one-on-one niche? We'll be right back with a lot more here on SAP Radio Coffee Break with Game Changers. Take it away, Brad. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime anywhere and on any device www.sap.com we hear it and read about it every day in the news stock prices plunging home prices receding and unemployment growing how can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy tune in to turning hard times into good times with host jay taylor Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning hard times into good times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Is marketing making us ill? And if it is, how can we heal humanity and the planet by changing the way we sell? This is Lynn Serafin inviting you to join me and a great lineup of thought leaders in business, media, and marketing on The Seven Graces of Marketing, Mondays at 6 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. So let the dialogue begin. 
when it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. To speak with Bonnie D. Graham and her guests, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag pound sign S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Now let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. And you know what time it is. It's time to find out what's in my guest cups today. So let's start out in the order in which I brought you on packed panel today. Let's see what's fueling their braininess about this topic. Mike Valdez Fowley, what are you drinking today, Mike? I will give a shameless plug for Starbucks because I've got an iced venti black eye in my cup, a huge iced coffee with two extra shots of espresso. It takes a lot of caffeine to run an agency. Love it. Jesus Hoyos, what are you drinking today? I'm drinking a simple cafe con leche, you know, uh, made here in the hotel. Uh, I don't know the brand. I think probably it's Starbucks because, you know, they're now everywhere. So uh, cafe con leche. Thank you. Is that packed with caffeine by any chance? Uh, Definitely. A lot of sugar. Okay, I'm going to tell you that they don't allow me to have caffeine on radio show days. It's just <laughs> not not in my diet, and can't you imagine why? Ray LaShawn, what are you drinking today, my dear? Well, I'm not drinking caffeine at the moment. For me, it's the afternoon, so I've drunk enough in the morning. Um, I'm sitting with a glass of Volvic water, and for those of you that don't know where Volvic comes from, it comes from the Massif Central in, in France, which is where the extinct volcanoes come from. And I looked on their website, and, their, and, their, and it was in English. It was interesting because they are a French company, and they say their water is filled with volcanicity. So that's a new word for me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, do you feel smarter or more empowered with this special water, Ray? No, it's very calming. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. We can all use calming. And Costanza Tedesco, what's in your cup today, my dear? Well, I have to say, I, I think I'm physically located in between Ray and um, and Mike and Jesus here in the New York time zone. So I've gone um, past my morning full caffeine to uh, what I've discovered that the office Starbucks machine actually makes a blend that's half caffeinated, half not. So this is my easing into the afternoon. Very interesting. You're in the New York office. Do me a favor and say hello to my pal, Adrian Barreau, who's visiting from from Paris, and he's in New York for two months. I'm going to be seeing him soon, so you can say hello to him. And we have a tweet from our our regular, our co-producer, Malcolm Kimberlin in SAP. He says he's gearing up for SAP Radio with some caffeine from Equator Coffees. Malcolm, you're always drinking Equator Coffee, and it must do something wonderful because you are smart and always in the moment. So thank you. And a shout-out to Tatiana Johnson. We already said hello to her, who is listening to us here and uh, supporting her her guy, her, her boss, Mike Valdez. Valley. So I have to introduce the word Spanglish. I know it's a little bit of this, it's a little bit of that, part English, part Spanish. It's it's uh, not unified. It doesn't have a particular style. It depends on where you are. Are. I'm going to read a quote I picked up on Wikipedia, and I'm going to have Jesus comment. Spanglish does not have one unified dialect. It lacks uniformity. Spanglish spoken in New York, Miami, Texas, and California can be different. In Texas and California, the large Mexican population
population includes Chicanos or second-generation Mexican-Americans. Some of their, Hispa- their Spanglish words would be incomprehensible to Hispanics from Florida, and yet Spanglish is used in many Twitter conversations in Latin America. Wow, a language with so many dialects. Jesus, what's your experience with Span- Spanglish, and what can you tell us in terms of how it affects CRM, which is your passion and what you do? Well, let me give you a personal story. You know, I, I moved from right from uh, uh, high school to college uh, to, to uh, from Puerto Rico to California, and living in 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 LA, you know, I went to this you know uh, Mexican uh, uh, bakery, and I got there. So I thought you know I would ask something in Spanish, and you know they were talking in Spanish, you know, and you know I'm from Puerto Rico, you know this you know this. You know, parking is parking, hamburger is hamburger. You know, we don't have a translation for uh, that in, in, into Spanish, you know. And we use different words, you know, we call anglicismos, where, you know, we mix, you know, the Spanish and the English, you know, uh, like the word safacón, which comes from safe a can, you know. And it's only used in Puerto Rico, which means trash can. Uh, and, and, you know, when you start trying to communicate understanding that, uh, People sometimes don't understand, you know, as people within, you know, the, the Hispanic and Latino community, those different, you know, uh, uh, I don't want to say dialect, but, you know, the way we, we locally, you know, and regional is try to come up with those words, you know. So, you know, you know, Puerto Ricans even in Orlando or New York might have a, a different meaning for a word for, you know, if you want to say Miami or if you want to say in, in New York and, and that the same applies, you know, uh, in Argentina, you know, uh, you know, in, in technology, in marketing professionals, you know, we use, you know, so many English words that when we t- try to translate that, when I mean translating, trying to communicate that in, in our social media communication, comes the way we speak every day, you know. So we have to, you know, as marketers and, and, and hearing experts, we need to understand what that means because uh, with the way we are dealing with social media, it's a global effect. You know, if I do search engine optimization, uh, do I do it in Spanish, English, or, or, or no Spanish? Do I target the crowd or build, uh, you know, uh, uh, Best Buy in Mexico or United States? You know? Because, you know, like here in Mexico, people go first to Google.com, and then they go to Google.com.mx. You know, ah. so how do you start targeting that, you know? Uh, you go to YouTube, you go to Facebook, you know, how do you start making that communication? And, and it's funny because, you know, when I go home, you know, and I, and I speak Spanish to my wife, she looks at me and says, could you speak English to me? Because you now bring in those accents from Latin America. You know, and I have one daughter, you know, that, you know, started now to speak Spanish, but with some Spanish, you know. And, you know, how we can make making that transformation is, is tough. And I think because of the Internet, I think Spanish is going to be a very common I don't want to say language, but a, a very way uh, that how we communicate, you know, amongst, you know, Latinos and Hispanics. You know. Thank you. Good perspective. And I want to bring in Mike Valdez-Fowley on this. Mike, you say the nuances surrounding countries of origin make for remarkably different points of view from Mexicans in L.A., Puerto Ricans in New York, to Cubans in Miami. So we're talking even beyond language. So I'm going to ask you, point blank, is the language of choice and how people communicate in their communities and therefore need to be communicated to by marketers, is that reflective of their lifestyles, of their points of view, as you put it? Where is is there a connect or a disconnect between language and cultural niches, Mike? 
I, I definitely think there's a big connection point there, and it's it's part of the fabric of one's identity, um, the language that they use, and and how they often compartmentalize. If you're bilingual, when you use Spanish, when you use English, and perhaps when you bounce back and forth uh, in Spanglish. And I think one of the interesting things that's happened in this country is more and more you're seeing the quote-unquote Hispanic multicultural population become acculturated um, with second and third generation Latinos, of course, being born in this country. And often they'll speak to their abuela at home in Spanish, to their classmates at school in English, and then perhaps with their parents or some of their friends from the same neighborhood, they'll, they'll bounce back and forth. So I think it's just adding to that rich tableau of uh, multicultural communities where language plays an important part but we shouldn't uh, assume that it's always in the past was Spanish and that in the future it'll be entirely English. I think there is something interesting about um, going back and forth and maintaining that uh, pride in your heritage, but adapting in this country as well. Interesting. Well, Ray was talking a little while ago, and I'm going to bring her on into this in a second. Ray was talking about how she, she doesn't have children, she doesn't have pets, she doesn't want adverts or advertisements that target her for the wrong reasons, for the wrong preferences. So my question to you, Mike, would be, how do you know the language of choice in which people would like to be contacted by CRM, by marketers? How do you know you're talking to them in the language they're in the mood to to discuss something with you or to click, yes, I want more information, if you reach them on, on a Spanish website or if you reach them in English or fractured English-Spanish? How do you hone in on that? Is that really the challenge we're talking about here? Well, I think one way is obviously research. I mean, whether it's quantitative, mass uh, polling down to qualitative focus groups. Uh, the smartest marketers sort of walk before they run and, and do their du- due diligence and homework to ensure that they're uh, going to be targeting uh, the appropriate uh, demographic for each respective uh, product. And I also think the other thing is different products will appeal to different audiences. I'll give you one example from our client, mm-hmm. Diageo, uh, which, as you may know, is the world's largest spirits conglomerate. And even though one might think, you know, you've got liquor and you've got Hispanics. Let's target all of them the same way. It's actually mm-hmm. quite different. And for Jose Cuervo, we use predominantly Spanish to target uh, first and second generation Mexicans in um, very, um, you know, sort of culturally relevant ways that speak to their home country. For Johnny Walker, we'll target mostly second and third generation uh, bicultural, bilingual Latinos in English, and uh, we, we're targeting them not only different from the way we target uh, Mexicans with Cuervo, but we're also targeting these bicultural Latinos for Johnny Walker in English, but differently than the Anglo marketing happens uh, for that same product. So, again, there's just a, a wide array of, of uh, strategies that can be employed, and I think the best um, strategies often start with the best research. So to answer your question, I think you have to know who you're going to be targeting and then do so in a way that's respectful and, and culturally relevant. Fantastic answer. Costanza, I want to bring you in on this. Mm -hmm. You know what he's talking about. What's your perspective? Agree with Mike, disagree? Where are you coming from in your experience? I agree with Mike, and I also think that what is is now possible uh, in the age of social media, et cetera, is a focus on pull marketing as opposed to push marketing. And Mm -hmm. in pull marketing, you can put content out there 
in any variety of language or, or to any variety of group, and then you allow people to self-select because they're looking for the information that helps them. And it gives you a lot more um, flexibility to get targeting right than traditional push marketing where you, where, you, know, you, you are always going to have a certain amount of waste. Okay, interesting. We are at the break point right now. I hear somebody's phone ringing. We'll let them take a break and take their phone. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. This is SAP Radio Coffee Break with Game Changers. When we come back, I'm going to ask all four of my guests, Ray and Costanza and Mike and Jesus, press two for Spanish. Good marketing idea or offensive or passe or OMG, get rid of it now. We'll be right back. Don't even think of touching that mouse. (laughs) This is SAP Radio. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you tired of the government squandering your tax dollars on bailouts and overpaid bureaucrats? On Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Mike Beitler and his guests explain why big government regulations are the problem and innovative businesses and free markets are the solution. Listen to Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Thursday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Network. Tune in for What About Wealth every week to learn the vital answers to your questions about creating wealth, investing it, donating it, and protecting it. Your hosts are Rich Bloomfield and Rick Durfee, who explain the principles that govern wealth in terms you can understand. Building and preserving positive wealth requires correct action, but few people know how wealth really works. Listen every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and find the answers you need about wealth. The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime anywhere and on any device www.sap.com Voice America Business Network The bottom line in business You're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers presented by SAP to speak with Bonnie D. Graham and her guests, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag, pound sign, S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Now let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. Yes, let's. And the question in this segment of the roundtable is going to be press two for Spanish. Good, bad, ugly, keep it, get rid of it. Let's start with Mike Valdez-Fowley. What do you think? Um, I, yeah, I, th- I think it's something that uh, marketers are wise to um, use. I don't think it's offensive at all when you're giving someone an option. 
Uh, and there are, you know, just the facts in front of us that there are millions and millions of Latinos in this country who either don't speak English or are far more comfortable in Spanish. And often if it's, you know, you're on hold with the passport office or an airline or a rental car company, um, it's a pretty important phone call and you need to be able to get your business done in the most efficient way possible. So I think it's a smart move. Uh, I, I think certainly Anglos uh, don't want to have, um, you know, Spanish, uh, you know, put front and center and, and, and be too mm-hmm. blatant. But I think, you know, offering an option right at the top of a call is not something that I feel should offend anyone. Thank you. Let's go to Jesus Hoyos. What do you think? I know you have a different opinion. Tell me. Yeah, I, I, you know, I agree and disagree. You know, it, the problem here is when you press two for Spanish, you know, and, and this happens to me with American Airlines, American Express, you know, any credit cards, you know, the Verizon. Uh, they, they, they don't understand my Spanish, you know, and they don't relate to my problem is, you know, and, and at that moment, you know, my, my, you know, from the human side, you know, my click, you know, in terms of what do I need, you know, then I start thinking in English, and I want to speak to somebody who understands my need at that moment, you know. And that has nothing to do that the person probably doesn't understand, you know, my Spanish or we're not getting along, or that person maybe is somewhere in Mexico City or a call center in Dominican Republic. The problem is that the other end, it doesn't matter if it's English or Spanish, they are not using a steering system to understand that I'd rather talk to somebody in English versus Spanish. So it's more about understanding who the customer is, understanding that you're talking to, to a person, you know, we're talking to people, versus, you know, press one or two for Spanish or English, you know. You need to have something in support for that Spanish language to happen, you know. So that there's where, you know, the call center technology, the CRM technology, you know, segmentation, understanding the customer profile comes, you know, into, into effect. So make sure that you have a very uh, effective Spanish or English communication. Thank you. Very, very good point of view. We'll talk more about that later. Let's turn to Ray LeSean. Ray, in Paris is where you're living now. Do they have, pardon me for this, press two for English when you call somebody? Yeah, I mean, certainly uh, Air France, the the big utility companies, uh, it's press one for French, it's press two for English. Um, I was right. I I use the English because there's far less callers on those lines than anything else, so you don't (laughs) wait very long. So... I don't know how else you can do it in a multicultural society if you have anonymous calls. There's no other way of doing it that will fulfill everyone's needs. If you know the person that's phoning and you know the background, um, then you could route them to an operator who would know their language. But with anonymous calls, I, I don't know how else you would do that. Good point. And Costanza Tedesco from SAP, I know you have an opinion on this. Talk to me. Well, I just think it's a fascinating conversation because what um, it just underlines the fact that what um, uh, the perception that you build from a brand is based on the experience that people uh, have with that brand, and so you know, the, but you really need as a marketer to understand precisely what the the customer's experience is, is from their perspective. So, you know, it, it may feel like a good thing to offer the Spanish um, option, but if, you know, the, your actual customer is saying, well, I call the Spanish line and they don't understand me and it's a really frustrating experience, then it's not working and you need to figure out how to fix it. So I, I just think it's a, it's an interesting nuance. 
And I'm going to take it a step further. There was a sitcom about two years ago. Shame on me for watching it, but it was fascinating. It was about a call center in India. And it was about that they trained their people to speak different dialects, different languages, work for different companies. And when they picked up the phone, they seemed to know who was calling for what company. And they took on the accent or the language of the caller through whichever company it was. So the implication was that you don't know to whom you're speaking, what they know or don't know about you, whether they're really a native speaker in that language and how much they really understand. So that's an interesting thought. You know, we're all, we're all dealing with the call center phenomenon, and maybe we'll, we'll turn our conversation to that right now. Who's really on the other end of the line? How much CRM do they have? What do they know about you? Are they a hired hand? Do they really care about you? Mike Valdez-Fowley, isn't that what it really comes down to? The person you reach, regardless of language, do they know who you are? And do they really care and understand that they represent the brand of the company for whom they're answering the phone? Your thoughts, please. Sure. No, I, I couldn't agree more that that's a critical um, point. And also back to Jesus's point, uh, it's easy to get it wrong, and even if what you're trying to do is provide an option, you can quickly offend. Not only is it important to have sufficient um, you know, people staffing that call center in Spanish, but also is it a neutral language um, that they're employing so that you're not having someone with a very thick Puerto Rican accent speaking to um, what is currently the 67% of the Hispanic population being Mexican or vice versa. I think if you're going to have a call center and try to be uh, neutral, you should probably ensure that your uh, people are, are trained uh, in that particular way of speaking in that dialect. So there, there's just so much nuance that could go wrong. Uh, but nonetheless, I have to just make a bigger point. I mm-hmm. think we've come a long way that we're even having this conversation and that uh, large companies are providing options and at least paying tribute to uh, what are 16% of our population and 50 million people right in our backyard. Very, very good point. Uh, Ho- Ho- Jesus, why don't you come in on this one? Or do you feel we've come a long way in marketing? And from your perspective as a CRM analyst, how much do you feel the advances have been made in what we're calling loosely multicultural marketing? Is it moving forward? You know what? At the very end, uh, uh, you know, I can say probably from the marketing perspective, yes, but from the CRM perspective, no. And you know, and uh, I, I would like to use American Airlines as a one example. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, I live in Miami. You know, I have to travel American Airlines to Latin America, uh, and you know, mostly in through the states. I have, you know, I'm, I'm not the George Clooney of the movie for American Airlines, but I have, you know, many, many millions of miles. Uh, I've been traveling all over, you know, and, and when I see these Spanish ads, you know, from American Airlines, you know, targeting Hispanics, say, we know why you fly, you know, and, and you see the guy, you know, going through the plane and he gets a pillow and a blanket, and the next day he's with his daughter, you know, looking for the miles, and so on, he's in Paris, mm-hmm. you know, with his daughter. You know, that's a lie, you know. <laughs> and, and the funny thing is at the very end of the TDI says, we know why you fly. American Airlines doesn't know what I fly. You know, I'm, you know, I'm Puerto Rican. I'm multicultural. You know, I love the, the Marlins. I hate the Yankees. You know, I travel to Mexico City. Uh, you know, I have, you know, Spanish. Uh, 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 I travel everywhere. Do they know that from me? After all the miles, all the interaction, the call center, Spanish or English, they don't know me. So that's the problem at the very end. The companies are not using CRM technologies. You don't understand 
who the customer is, who the person is, you know. And I think, that, you know, you know, listening to what we're talking is about understanding who that person is on the other side of the line, or the other side of the TV ad or the social media tweet, you know. And that's the problem we saw in the companies, you know. They 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 are forgetting about trying to reach that person, you know. They are not closing that last mile, understanding who the customer is. Very interesting. I have to tell everyone that on May 2nd on this program, my special guest was Anthony Leeper and from SAP Costanza. I know you know him. Mm-hmm. And the topic was customer service is your call center missing the obvious. And we also had Becky Carroll, who was an author, and Esteban Kolsky as well. And we talked about the obvious. And I think that's what you're saying, Jesus Hoyos, is that, hey, I'm a customer. I have miles. For God's sake, take the time to find out about me. So let's move this over to to Ray LaShawn. You work for uh, industry marketing for retail for SAP. What do you think about how deeply and how consistently and how sincerely you need to get to know the customer in order to speak to them? And when I say speak in their language, I don't mean the physical language. I mean their their cultural, their personal language. What do you think, Ray? Absolutely. And, and this is what retailers are trying to achieve is that it's almost a one-to-one connection with their customers, and that, that is very, very difficult to achieve. I can give you an example of um, a, a customer in France, a supermarket customer, and as you walk into the store, you get your, sh- your shopping trolley, and on it there's a tablet, and as you walk around the store, literally as you walk around real time, the tablet is suggesting promotions and products to you based on what you've previously bought. So, for instance, I mean, I'm in France, so I love champagne. So they look at the brand of champagne I last bought and said, okay, there's a case of that champagne that you bought a month ago, and there's 10% off. And that as you walk past the rack, it's suggesting to you promotions and suggesting products to you. Also, they, they store information about whether you're allergic to peanuts. So uh, they say, you know, don't buy, don't buy this particular product because there's some factors in there that, that you know, you're allergic to. So this is, this is the one-to-one marketing that retailers are really wanting to achieve. And I think it's only with new technologies that we're able to get to this level of sophistication because we can now store all that information about each shopping customer. We have all that information on their loyalty card. And we can then react to them in a one-to-one manner. And, and that is now we've only just been able to do that. We've been able to do it on the Internet before, but never been able to do it in a transaction, actually in a shop where people are walking past the, the shopping aisles and suggesting product to them. So that's what retailers want to get to. That's that true one-to-one interaction. Very good point, Ray, and I think what you're getting at, what I'm hearing is the consumer is saying, make me feel special. Make me glad I'm in your store or I'm on your website. Pay attention to me. My dollars are supposed to talk, for goodness sake. Treat me like I'm one of a kind. I'm me. Know who I am and help me shop. Help me find the perfect Valentine's gift. Help me find the perfect Christmas or Hanukkah gift. Help me find the perfect. Know who I am and what my needs are. Costanza. So help me take take this out. I'll give you 15 seconds to wrap this topic. I know you have something to say. Um, 
you, you know, it all comes down to an understanding of people that is separate from the, the big categories. It's what drives them. What's their behavior? Taking that behavior and turning it into um, an understanding of uh, who they are and what they need. Uh, it, the data is all out there. It's just the question of being open um, to use it. Thank you. And on that note, we're going to say we'll be right back. We have a two-minute break. We're going to refresh, pour another cup, and join us. The big ending is coming up, and you know what it is, kids, the crystal ball. My four wonderful guests are going to talk about multicultural marketing in 2017. Will we still call it that? Will we have a need for that term? What will it be like or not? I'm Bonnie D. Graham. You're listening to Coffee Break with Game Changers. Brad, take it away. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime anywhere and on any device www.sap.com if you're ready to find your personal brand look no further than brand your fire get what you want radio with host monica magnetti to achieve success in business who you are and how you're presenting yourself makes all of the difference some of the topics discussed on our show include personal branding what it is and how it will help you we'll discuss the aspects of this including how to create a brand drive traffic and increase seo brand your fire get what you want radio airs live every tuesday at 8 a.m pacific time 11 a.m eastern on voice america business Zoom Leadership. It's the big picture issues of the day, up close and personal capabilities of leadership, and a desirable future of constant renewal. Zoom Leadership. It's the economic crisis made clear, patterns and perspectives of leadership, and the importance of changing the way we pursue our future. Join host John Schmidt every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Zoom Leadership. An inside look at what's really going on in business, government, and civil society. Tune in every week on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. To speak with Bonnie D. Graham and her guests, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag pound sign S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Now let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. It's time for the crystal ball. I'm going to ask my four esteemed guests to look ahead to 2017, but you can change that time span if you like. Mike Valdez-Fowley from the Jeffrey Group. 2017, multicultural. Yes, no. Will it exist? What will it be like? Go. 
Well, for our uh, 100 employees, I certainly hope it will because that's what we focus on. And, and we're bullish on the growth of uh, multicultural marketing. Um, I want to kind of uh, jump off of something Costanza said where she doesn't feel yes. it'll, it'll, it'll exist. Um, I agree with the rationale behind her statement, but for you know, hopefully a different result. Uh, multicultural marketing will essentially be all marketing, and companies are going to have to turn to specialists to adapt their services and products in ways that will resonate with diverse audiences. And uh, so, so we strongly feel that this is going to be uh, in a bigger place, not a smaller one, in five years. One of the other reasons, at least as it pertains to the Latino market, is that it's uh, an incredibly young demographic, as I'm sure Jesus would agree. And, um, you know, the, the fact that uh, within five years, many of what are now teens uh, will, will be going into the consumer set, where we've got a huge population coming to uh, purchasing power of various products and services, and I think that that's going to drive corporate America to continue looking at the Hispanic market. I would just make one prediction, uh, mm-hmm. which I think is, is interesting, uh, not only that the market will grow, but I think companies will start developing actual products targeting Latinos as opposed to just uh, adapting their marketing strategies to communicate with Hispanics. I, I think more and more you're going to see companies follow uh, the path led by uh, Clorox, Procter & Gamble, and some of the other consumer products companies that have uh, done a great job of actually putting Spanish on all of their products, uh, as well as developing products that are culturally relevant. Thank you. That's a mouthful and some good predictions. Uh, I'm going to predict that we're going to do part two of this topic in the next couple of months, and we're going to have all of these guests back on, and we're going to take this conversation to another level. So let's now hear from Jesus Hoyos, CRM industry analyst. Jesus, predictions, please. I, I agree with Mike, and I think I'm going to go beyond that. I think it's going to be multi-global and probably you know, more local than everything because, as Mike says, when you bring those specialists, and, and when you bring, you know, the element of social media, you know, CRM, the aspect of, of, of big data, you know, uh, business intelligence, understanding who your customer is, you know, and, and the more information that we as, as, as consumers, in this case Latinos, we give in social media and we use more mobile apps, you know, the more companies like Proto and Galvo, you know, and, and, and the likes are going to have more information to understand us. And they're going to be able to target, you know, a Mexican-American who lives uh, in, in San Francisco that is bilingual versus a Mexican-American who lives in the border that doesn't speak uh, Spanish, you know. And, you know, if, with that, we're going to have so many so many uh, uh, examples. And I can take that for the Anglo market, you know, targeting, you know, somebody who lives in, in a small uh, uh, Iowa farm who is into social media uh, uh, is it's going to have the same, uh, you know, persecution. You know, it has to be local, has to be global, has to be multicultural. The very end is, you know, focusing on that person. You know, so I think it's going to go and grow and grow and grow. And I think I hear you saying what Mike said earlier about research. Know your customer. Know where they are. Know who they are. That's a point everybody has brought up today. Very important. I sense there's a new job title coming somewhere. Uh, Multicultural niche researcher extraordinaire. I don't know. That's a lot to fit on a business card, but we'll think about it. And let's turn to Ray LaShawn, our British lady in Paris for SAP. What's your prediction, Ray? 2017, will this be an issue? Will Will we have solved all the multicultural marketing problems by then. I, I, I totally agree with my colleagues that there's going to be so much information about us that's going to come from many, many different sources. So it's going to come from social media. Every time we write anything on a social media or on a blog, people will extract that information and learn more and more about us as a person. 
so you're right. There will be people who will try and understand these these niches to try and understand these markets. So yes, we there will be a holistic view of us as people. They'll get all that information about us and try and understand us. As far as multicultural, I see the culture becoming much more a neighbourhood culture or a town. I, I, I see that that will be our anchor point. That will be the important thing that grounds you because that's where you live. That's, that's where you go and shop. That's where your friends are. So for me, I think culture becomes much more of a neighborhood thing. Um, perhaps mm-hmm. that's coming from Europe where cultures do mix very freely. Uh, you know, I have friends who are French, Americans, Canadians. There is a Spanish in there. So my culture is very multicultural, but... But where I live is the foundation of, of my life, if you like. That's what I do. And I think that will be the important thing for denoting culture. Great POV. Thank you so much, Ray. And Costanza Tedesco from SAP. What are your thoughts? 2017, can you look that far ahead, Costanza? No, oh, I look that far ahead all the time. But I, I think, <laughs> you know, I think I'm just in agreement with all um, – with all of the speakers and the idea that multicultural will become mainstream by 2017, I think I just have a slightly different perspective of it. Mm-hmm. I think that we have to recognize that this is being driven by a significant generational shift. You know, wow. in the same way that um, Jesus started by describing his family and how everyone's, everyone in his family are comfortable with having multiple identities um, and comfortable that the fact that the people around them have multiple identities. I think it's actually for the younger generation going beyond just a comfort to a real fa- fascination with um, what are the, the, the different cultures in the in a global view, um, not only um, to such an extent that this is really what's becoming cool. Global is cool. And whoever would have expected that um, Bollywood film references would be used to sell skateboards and shoes to the extreme sports mm-hmm. uh, audiences, um, audiences of teenage boys. Who would have ever thought that? But of course, um, but but that's what's happening. And so I think we're going to see, you know, even five years from now, a much more uh, globally minded audience coming uh, to decision-making power. Thank you, Costanza. One thing we didn't cover that's just not going to fit into the show because we've got two minutes left and I have some announcements to make is the concept of big global multicultural companies. I'm you see them all the time. We're all, we're all either working for them or, or we know them. SAP is a great example. How do you recruit people and make everybody feel welcome and talk to their needs and their cultures and blend them into one solid workforce? We talked with Dr. Stephen Hunt from Success Factors last week about people want cool jobs. Maybe that's another topic we'll cover. So it's time to do some announcements. Here we go. On Coffee Break Show next week, we're going to cover the mobile enterprise, the stunning way it's changing how we do our work, consume content, and make decisions on our special guest is Sanjay Poonan, SAP President of Global Solutions, and go to market. On the 20th, we're going to talk about retail banking of the future with a panel of banking experts. But, hey, tomorrow, big day, June 7th, we're back with In the Cloud with Game Changers, and our special topic of the day is Decisions, Decisions, Virtualization versus Private Cloud. Listen in and hear what the experts have to say about how your company, big, smaller, major enterprise, can take advantage of the money-saving and time
time-saving and everything wonderful, game-changing in the cloud. Now, I have an offer for our listeners, and you've heard it before, but hey, we still got more. You want a free Game Changers mug? We will even ship it to you on us. So go to sapgamechangersradio.com. Don't make me spell it. sapgamechangersradio.com. That's it. I want to do some shout-outs. Thank you, Patricia Harris, Joan Sherlock, Malcolm Kimberlin, Krista Rue, and Eileen Butler. And Krista, thanks for bringing Costanza on the show today. And, of course, thanks to the Business Channel team, Ryan, Brad, Jeff, and Jeff. You all know who you are, and we love you. I want to say adios, and I want to say we'll be back next week here with plenty more interesting information on Coffee Break with Game Changers. I'm Bonnie D. Graham, over and out. Have a great day. Thanks to my panel, and we'll see you next week. Adios. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. To keep the Coffee Break conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter, hashtag pound sign S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Please join your host, Bonnie D. Graham, again next Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week. <laughs>